This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and I'm joined, delighted to say joining me is my co-host, tennis uh, sports journalist, Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean, um, the last tournament of the year, it's the, it's the, the season's over. How are you, it my is. friend? Well, I'm better than I was in Paris. <laughs> those those t- those two trips to Napoli and Paris didn't really work out as well as I as I'd thought. Really, ended up having nine days in Napoli, which is which is quite a lot. Uh, and then, as you know, I, my back seized up, didn't it, in Paris, and I couldn't mm. I couldn't really I couldn't really move. Uh, but I've had a bit of physio since then, so I'm uh, a little bit better. But yeah, end of the season, it's always um, it's always kind of tricky to get yourself up for this last week of the season. I, I always find because it it just sort of feels like a you know the end like you know it's, it's we're all done it's this is just the last bit so it's it's always a little bit tricky to kind of boost yourself for this last week but uh we can do it yeah we can uh, it's the atp tour and men's finals uh in turin in italy i'm actually going on monday i'm going to be in, uh, at the courts on tuesday uh when okay. i go there sean i'm looking forward to some nice yeah. pasta some nice wine but what's mm. the conditions going to be like here i mean it's traditionally quite fast isn't it this uh this course but uh, what, what do you think what are you looking at yeah, it's a, it's a green set surface, but last year it was the, the players described it. A lot of the players described it as lightning quick. Um, I mean, the bare statistics that, that I've got here, they make it kind of pretty quick. I think lightning's probably a bit of a, an exaggeration. Um, there were 85% holds of serve here last year. Um, 75% first serve points were won. Uh, 0.83 aces per game. So that that makes it one of the quicker tournaments of the year. I mean, if we compare it to Stuttgart on the grass, which is normally the quickest tournament of the year, it's not it's not quite that quick. I mean, Stuttgart had eighty eight percent holds this year, which is which is huge. Zero point seven seven aces per game, so not as many as as Turin, but seventy eight percent first serve points won. So it's if you think of Stuttgart as as the benchmark of the, perhaps the quickest tournament of the year, early season grass, Turin's not too far behind. It's actually got more aces per game, so. Yeah, it's um, it, it actually doesn't translate into into too many tie breaks. Actually, um, Stuttgart, you would you would expect about fifty percent of the matches to feature a tie break. And this this Turin is um, sorry, the tour finals as, as a whole in the last few years only not point three eight, sorry thirty eight percent tie break. So so it hasn't translated. It's quick, but it hasn't translated into a lot of tie breaks. Well, do you think that's a lot of a lot of players sort of down tools effectively in in this match? You know, they, if, they, if they lose this first, especially in the, the way the group is, is two groups. We're coming to the format of the tournament, but do you think that's probably the end of the season? It could be out, nothing to play for. Probably down tools a little yeah, bit. Yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah, you do get you do get some dead rubbers uh, in this tournament. It's just a, a round robin format. Just that's the way it is. Sometimes you do get dead rubbers in the. They're a little bit of a of a non-event, um, which is the chance you take with a round robin format. So yes, that, that you could be something in that, yeah. 
Now, there is two groups in this format that we say, and the two top two go through to the semi-finals. The winner of one group plays the runner-up in the other group, and the winner uh, of the group plays the runner-up in the other group. And there is a green group and the red group. So let's look yeah. at the tournament odds first, and we'll come on to the, the bracket of who's in what group. So Novak Djokovic is the favourite at plus 135. Medvedev, winner in 2020, he's plus 375. Uh, Auger Aliassime, Felix Auger Aliassime, who's in fantastic form, is $5.00. Sitsi plus 550, mm. a winner in 2019. Nadal, surprisingly, never won this event. I, I was looking through the headset. No. It's amazing. Never won it. He's $8 to win it for the first time. Fritz is making his debut. He's 11 uh, for leading American hopes. Kasper Rudd is 16, and Rublev is 20. Uh, we look at the groupings. In the red, uh, the green group, we have Nadal, Rudd, Orge Alassim, and Fritz. And in the red group, which looks the much tougher group, Sitsipas, Medvedev, Horov, Rublev, and Djokovic. Um, what do you like on the uh, the outright market? Well, I've gone for I've gone for a a, a double here. I've I've gone for a small stakes double. I don't think this is the this is the time of the year to be putting big money down at all. It's 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 often won actually this tournament by um, the the more uh, unfancied players, so to speak. There's been a lot of decent price winners here in the last few years. Last time a member of the Big Four, if, if you want to call them that, actually won this was 2016 when Andy Murray won it. Djokovic hasn't won it till two, since 2015, so it's it's been a it's been a tournament where you can you can take the take the bigger priced uh, runners in the outright, and it's 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 worked out pretty well. The players that have won it haven't even been in particularly great form a lot of the time. I remember Zverev came in a few years ago, pretty poor form and won it. Sitsipas wasn't in great particularly great form when he won it. Neither was Dimitrov when he won it. So. It's not a tournament where you want to be putting a decent sized bet down. It, it it really is kind of end of the end of the year stuff. Um, so I've I've actually gone for a double small small stakes as I say. Medvedev to win his group and Fritz to win his group. I, I took that about fourteen to one. I think that's going to be uh, that should give me a little bit of interest. Yeah, I mean Taylor Fritz. I, I thought he conditions are going to be very fast like, at the outright market. I thought eleven to one for Taylor Fritz to win the whole thing was was a decent bet. Uh, what do you what 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 why do you like those particular players in the group? Is the head to head pretty strong, or is it you know is there any 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 determining factor why you're going for those two? Yeah, I mean Medvedev's Medvedev's the stronger fancy. I'll, I'll come on to Fritz in a minute. Um, but if, if we're looking at the, the head to heads in, in this the group that Medvedev's in. Um, He's actually got a losing head-to-head against Djokovic on indoor hard, but he actually has better statistics in those. Well, they've played four matches. One of them was was a retirement in Djokovic's favour. Um, so, th- but the statistics of those four matches are slightly in favour of Medvedev. Djokovic has actually only won forty-one percent of his second serve points in those four matches, and yet he's he's won three of them. Um, obviously, one was a retirement, so there wasn't much he could Medvedev could do about that. Um, but the the main factor uh in Djokovic winning them is that he's taken more of his many more of his breakpoint chances he's been absolutely lethal on breakpoint chances he won something like 50 57 he took 57 percent of his breakpoint chances in those matches and Medvedev took 38 percent so on the big point Djokovic has won it on the big points if you're only winning 41 percent of your second serve points over a four match series against a certain opponent you're not you're not dominating that series by any means, are you? Mm. So I just feel that if Medvedev can take more of his chances uh, and in the quick conditions that, you know, he he, he does enjoy quick conditions. He's said that many times. Um, I just think he's a, he's a decent bet to beat Djokovic and you would expect him to beat Rublev and he's also got a really good head-to-head against Tsitsipas. So Djokovic for me is just a little bit too short to win that group. So Medvedev, 
um, round about the 11 to four sort of mark, I think he was, uh, to win that group is is the standout for me in that group. Yeah, that's plus 275 Medvedev uh, to win the red group. Uh, let's have a look at the green group. Um, like I say, Nadal, uh, Rude, Orger Alessim is surprisingly the favourite to win that group. And Taylor Fritz. Yeah. Um, you like Fritz here? Yeah, I just think I, just, I think it's too quick for Nadal, too quick for Kasper Rude. Mm. Um, it's quite simplistic, but that that's kind of how it is. And, you know, Nadal has never, as you said, Nadal has never won this tournament. Um, I, there are several... I, just, I was really shocked by that. I know he had a bad record at it, but when I went through it, you think about dominant years, and, and I was so surprised to see Djokovic hadn't won it since 2015 either. So yeah, a lot you know... of that is fatigue as well. Yeah. If you come back to Djokovic, if we, if we briefly go back to Djokovic, he, I've got some statistics here on how he, um, how he's turned up at this tournament before. This year, he's only played 44 matches coming into this tournament. In 2019, he'd played 62. So from from Djokovic's point of view, obviously he's He's self-excluded himself from many tournaments this year, hasn't he? It's, it's it's kind of in his own his own making, really. But the fact is, he's he's coming here much fresher than in previous years. And to go back to the point about Nadal, he's he's his best work is generally done over the clay season, isn't it? And then he has to get himself up for the U.S. Open, and then after that, he's he's tended to be kind of physically a little bit spent. And plus, in fast indoor hard isn't is is certainly not ideal for Rafael Nadal is it so it's perhaps not surprising that he hasn't won it when he's been playing against players like Federer Djokovic you know over the years who, who are much better suited to indoor hard than Nadal is yeah let's have a look at some outright markets on that group uh you said uh, the green group uh, you've got Aussie Alisim at plus 160 Nadal at plus 225 Taylor Fritz at three dollars and Casper Rudd at 350 I wouldn't bet Casper Rudd with anyone's money at plus 350 in these conditions uh, let's have a yeah. look at the, yeah, the red group um, <laughs> Djokovic is the odds on favorite minus money minus 136 Medvedev mm. is uh, plus 275 Tsitsipas is plus uh, 450 and Rublev is eight to one um so the double for you Fritz and uh Medvedev yeah I just think with with Casper Rudd as you mentioned it's it's First of all, I think it's, it all just happens too quickly for him. Um, we watched him, didn't we, in Paris? Mm. Uh, he struggled, I ago. thought. I didn't, I, he, when Gasquet played well, yeah. Rude was he was you know he was on the back foot, wasn't he? But but he, he was a little bit lucky to win that second set in the end. Rude Gasquet served for it, didn't he? And mm. somewhat typically, he got broken to love. But when when Gasquet played his best tennis, you know he, he was he was on top of that. Um, and Rude's record does kind of speak for itself: um, eleven wins, thirteen losses. Um, at main level on indoor hard in his career. Five wins, five losses in the last 10 of those. Um, and coming on to something that I'm going to talk about with, with Sitsipas as well, he, he only breaks serve 14% of the time on indoor hard rude. It's just it's just not enough. No. Um, and plus, if you take if you, the other thing that is, is quite interesting when we're talking about this tournament, I always think it's interesting to look at the, the records that they have against fellow top 10 players. And, and rude is sixth wins and 19 losses against the top 10. So he's he's not been what you would call elite level by any means. And he's playing in conditions that don't suit him. So he's he's easily ruled out for me of that particular. And we're, we're talking about a world number two here. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, yeah, it could have been one. It could have been world number one, couldn't it? Yeah. Which is yeah. another thing we haven't talked about yet because uh, there's another factor at play here. Nadal or Sitsipas could end the year as world number one after this mm. week. It's a tall order. Um Sitsipas has got to win all five of his matches and Nadal's got to win all four 
and he could lose in the final to anybody but Tsitsipas. If it's Tsitsipas in the final, he has to win to be number one. So it's it's a real tall order. It doesn't seem likely that it's going to happen. But I'm ruling Nadal and Rude out of, of 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 that particular group. Nadal's not only is it too quick for him, but he's barely played since Wimbledon. He's played six matches since Wimbledon. Um, one since I think it's one since the US Open he's played, hasn't he? Lost to Tommy Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Felix is Felix is too, is too short. He's played a lot of tennis as well. I know he's, he? yeah, he's played a lot of tennis and he's he's been winning. The irony of that was, I don't know whether you remember, but I tipped him to win Astana, didn't I? At Twenty to one. He lost in the first round. And he didn't lose. Didn't lose his <laughs> match for another three tournaments. Won every single tournament after that, which is kind of frustrating from my point of view. The Calvert Curse. That's but, what I'm <laughs> you, yes, the outrights. We've had some great results, oh, haven't well, we? Well, we're going to come on to that in a bit. So that's we'll come on to the outrights in a minute. But, with, but look at that. If you look at that run that Felix has had, as well as he's played, I think it was sixteen wins and one defeat in the, in those since Astana. Um, but only twice did he play a, a top 20 player and he won one, lost one. So you can look at that form and say, yeah, it's great. It's great form. He's been playing great, but what has he done against the, the actual elite? He, he may well go on and do something against the elite now that he's got that confidence. But at the minute, he's four wins and 13 losses against top five opponents in his career. Uh, and you're backing him at what? Six, five, six to one to win this tournament? Yeah. I just, I just think that's way too short. And Fritz, I think he's did the did the thing with 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 Felix as well is the pressure. He's shown numerous times that he can be quite flaky under pressure. Not least when he's played at home in Montreal, he's really struggled there. Ironically, against Casper Ruud, didn't he? He came in his favourite, slight favourite, um, in Montreal in the summer against Ruud and got absolutely thrashed. Just couldn't play because of the nerves. So this is a this is a kind of an elite tournament for someone like Felix. You know, first time at a tour finals. It's I think the nerves are going to be there. I think Fritz possibly the same, but I think because he's coming in as an alternate, I, th- I think there's less pressure on him. I think it's more a case of he can have a free swing because he, he shouldn't be here really in terms of the qualifying. So perhaps slightly less pressure pressure on Fritz. And the other thing that's interesting about Fritz is I was talking about Felix's poor record against the top top guys. Fritz has won four of his last seven matches against top ten opponents. It should have been five out of seven. But we know he didn't beat Nadal in Wimbledon. Oh. If he'd have won that, which he should have done, it would be five wins out of, out of seven matches against the top 10. And that is pretty good. Um, obviously, conditions will suit him as well, as he said, with it being with it being quicker. Um, and I just think he'll be under less pressure. So that I just feel like Fritz is perhaps a value in that group. Well, I think Fritz is the value to win it. I think if he, if, you know, if he, if he, if you're going to bet him to win the group, you might as well him to win it because if he gets through the semi-finals just, then you're going to be half the odds what he is now yeah I'm just not so sure that it'll be a Medvedev or a Djokovic in the semis I, I'm not sure I can see that happening mm. but... well the conditions are going to suit the serve's going to be best if we know it's going to be fast it ticks a lot of boxes for me 11 and the pressure no no pressure coming in as alternate didn't expect to have the opportunity and uh, we've seen big alternate people come in the last minute and win tournaments at big prices over the years famously in football and various other events and very oh, different yeah. um, this you know we, we spoke before we started recording this isn't one of your favorite tournaments even though it's like the no. the blue ribbon event of the of the atp tour it's it's, a, it's got a funny kind of feeling to it isn't it it's it's an end of season kind of vibe isn't it mm. um it's 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 a it's a let's, let's be honest it's a glorified exhibition it's it's a way for the atp to make money at the end of the season and there's, there's a huge prize pot here. i think the winner gets four and a half million dollars or something like that if they win all their matches which is what Sitsipas has got to do if he wants to be world number one, by the way. So in a, in a week's time, in theory, Sitsipas could be world number one and four and a half million dollars rich. 
<laughs> so there's a lot there's there's a lot of money there's a lot of ranking points and that i suppose you could argue makes it a, a sort of prestigious tournament but for me it's it's this is all about money this is all about the atp making money out of players mm. who are really tired at the end of the season some of the matches i don't know whether you can think back to previous atp tour finals and I can't think of many classic matches at the no. ATP Tour Finals. I, they're all a bit meh, aren't they? They're not. Well, it, the, you don't the, get great matches. The occasional one in every two or three years, but they're, they're normally pretty mediocre. You get so many dead rubbers at the end of it. No one's really trying. And you, and you also get so many people get injured and pull out. People come in and replace them. Alternates come yeah. in and stuff like that. And it just changes it's, the it's, whole thing. It's a weird time to be having a best of the best tournament, isn't it? At the end mm. of the season. It's, 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 it's odd. It's one of the very strange peculiarities about this ATP tour calendar that I, that, by the way, I have a lot of issues with, but this is only a short show. We haven't got time for me to go into that. But um, yeah, the other, the other reason I don't particularly like it is because it's most of the favourites win. Um, yeah. On average in the last 10 years, I think 29% of the underdogs have won. And that's boosted by one, one year, which I think was 2019, when 10 out of 15 underdogs won, which was unheard of at the tour finals. Every other year since 2010, either three, four or five underdogs out of 15 of one. So that's that's kind of what you're looking at. It's it's The layers generally have a good idea who's going to win these matches and you aren't going to get a great deal of value. That's one of the main reasons why I find it a little bit unappealing um, is, is, the, is the lack of underdog winners. That, that, you know me, we, you guys all know me, how, how I operate now. I try and find the value. I don't, I don't find much interest in backing a one to two, a one to three, one to four favourite. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really do much for me. So... Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, just uh, this is a film a day early on Saturday because this tournament does start on Sunday and it's two matches tomorrow. The first game up is Kasper Rudd against Orge Aliassime. Uh, Rudd is uh, a big mm. outsider here. Orge Aliassime minus $3 plus two forty five for Kasper Rudd. The head-to-head is 3-2 to Rudd. Um, I quite can't, like can't, Rudy, you know. I quite like. Well, I was good. I thought you were going to turn around and say you couldn't. No, you couldn't I, have him. On. It's a big price, I, isn't it? Two forty. It's the price, as you can imagine. It's the price that's that's tempted me in here. As I said, I, I just think there's a. It's, I think it's too easy to say that Felix is going to come in here and play how he's been playing for the last month, six weeks. As I said, in that run that he's had, he hasn't played any top class players. The two only two players in the in the top 20, won one, lost one. Um, for me, he's still got a lot to prove. I think this is going to be a nervy one. The first match is always nervy, whoever you are. Even if you know about Djokovic, the first match is, you know, is a nervy one. And he to would... expect Felix to, to come in here, play his peak tennis that he's been playing in the first match, in new conditions, in a tournament he's never played in, surrounded by all these elite players, I, I think it's asking a lot. I really and, do. And he does have... And, and Rude's going to... So you did, you did. Sorry, sorry. You did say, and, and I was going to touch on what you said. That he does have problems with his nerves, and he, you know, he he's, and, and he's he coming does. here as a very, very. He's the man in form, and he's he's the third favorite. He's never been that pressure on him ever, and he's going to he's starting off a game in his tour debut, a tour finals debut as a minus three dollar favorite. That's not not for it's me. Too short, yeah. You know, that's a man who's got a winning head record about... as well. Yeah. Well, we, if we go back to that Montreal match. You know, that Felix was slight favourite, I think, if memory serves me correctly, against Rude in Montreal. Everyone thought he was going to win. Well, not everyone, but <laughs> most people thought he was going to win because he'd been playing well, he was at home and all this stuff. He didn't turn up, did he? He won about, what, three or four games in, mm. in, in total? Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen to him again in Turin, but I, I think if you're backing him at one to three, you are, you are 
you are hoping a lot that he's going to handle the nerves and, and and play his absolute best tennis. I just think Rude plus three and a half games here is 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 a decent shout at one point nine. Rude's you know no pressure on Rude at all in this. He knows this isn't his conditions. This isn't his tournament. You know he's not going to. He knows he's not going to win it. Um, he can swing freely. I just think all the pressure is going to be on Felix, and I think I think Rude's um, a reasonable chance to either go over games or win a set or the plus three and a half games. Wait, on the the last time they met, it was plus he was plus one forty five to win that game. Uh, today he's plus two forty. That was the Montreal one. Uh, yeah, that, he's, he's today he's plus two forty five. So Rude uh, v yeah. Orsha Alisson it kicks off. That's nine o'clock uh, in the morning uh, Eastern time. So in, if you want to have a bet, you want to listen to podcasts, you got to get up nice and early, or do it this evening on Saturday to have a bet on that game. Uh, we think Rude perhaps offers some value at plus two forty five, but certainly on the game handicap or, or on a set start on the handicap. The other game. Now, this brings back probably the worst memories of a tennis match this season for me. Rafa Nadal hmm, against Taylor probably. Fritz after the disastrous quarterfinal at Wimbledon, which we were involved in uh, when now so oh, I mean, it still haunts me, that one. But uh, Rafa is surprisingly... I've forgotten about it until now. I don't, I saw, but I saw that come up today. The, th- the first thing I went back to centre court in the summer, and I thought, "Oh no, here we go." Uh, Nadal yeah. was the favourite, minus one twenty-five. Taylor Fritz is plus one oh six. The head-to-head yeah. is two-one. Obviously, we're not going to mention the last time they played, but I like Fritz no. here. I like Fritz here at plus one oh six. I think he's got a great chance of winning the match. I'm just, I'm just not wild about the price. I just think it's a bit, it's, it's a little bit short for me. Nadal's certainly beatable, isn't he? He's, he's definitely beatable in these conditions. He's he's talked about about it himself. He said, you know, I've not I've not been playing on, I've not been not really been training. You know, he's 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 a player that does rely a lot on rhythm mm-hmm. and matches to play his best, and he's he's coming in here virtually cold, isn't he? Um, so I think the prices are about right. What worries me is the matchup. What happened at Wimbledon could so easily have been avoided. From Fritz's point of view, if it had just done things different, slightly differently, gone down the line on the backhand, approached the net, wouldn't do it, refused to do it, refused to go away from his his go-to pattern, which is the the cross-court backhand into Nadal's forehand, and he was just hoping that it was going to wear Nadal down because he obviously Nadal was injured, um, and it didn't, did it? <laughs> All he needed to do was just change it up. Change it up. Go down the line. Come into that. If he's not going to do that, if he's if he's if he's saying to to his coaches and to himself, that's not my game. I'm not doing that. Then it's not it's not a particularly great matchup for him uh, if that's what he's going to do. So yeah, definitely got a chance in these conditions. But I'd not. I just think it's a little bit short for me to bet on. To be honest, I just think that Nadal's rusty. He's he's not getting any oh, yeah. younger. The end yeah, of the true. season in conditions that aren't aren't. aren't going to suit him against an opponent that has caused him problems. I know he should be 2-1 head-to-head to Fritz, but uh, in the past, I just think that plus 106, there's been money for Fritz as well. He started off a bit bigger mm. with Bet Rivers, who's around about plus 115, now into plus 106. Um, because of the beauty, they're both in the green group uh, because of the way that we, we know the schedule. We also know the two matches that are going to be played on Monday. Just bear in mind that Medvedev, uh, sorry, the Nadal-Fritz game is a 4 p.m. Eastern uh, start tomorrow. So 9 a.m. Eastern start, Rude and Auger-Lessim, and 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, Nadal and Fritz. Uh, the other two games on Monday, Two very, very heavy favourites. Um, Daniel, Daniel Medvedev is minus $3 against Rublev, plus two thirty-five, five one 5 uh, to Medvedev in an all-Russian uh, match. And Djokovic is 9-3 in the head-to-heads against Sitsipas, probably the best game 
uh, of the of the opening fixtures, but Milkovic is a very very low price, minus four fifty favorite with Sitsipas at plus three forty, and Djokovic has won the last seven uh, the two have met, including yeah. recently in Paris in the semi final. Although it was a close game, and Sitsipas did take a set off him. Uh, you like your underdogs? Um, you don't you yeah. don't want to you don't like betting your favorites? Could you make any case for any of the, anything on these ones? Not really. Uh, no, but I do like I do like the idea of backing Djokovic to win two one at around about three point six against Sitsipas. Right. Um, as I said, the first match, you know, at the tour finals, it's 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 not easy. Different conditions. There's a little bit of altitude as well in Turin. Not not much, about two hundred odd meters. But it's it, it's not that easy to go from from Paris and then sort of take a week off and then go to somewhere else. Different conditions, different different balls, different court surface, all this sort of stuff. And just come in and, and and play great from from the first the first ball. It it it, it often it doesn't often happen. Um, Sitsipas, as we know, is going to be highly motivated. He knows if he, he's going to want to win this season as world number one, isn't he? He's got he's got mm. a chance to do it. He's going to think he can do it. Um, I, don't, I don't think he can do it. No, I don't think he can. <laughs> but he's yeah. he's going to think he can. He, well, if he doesn't think that, why is he even why is he even here? Why is he even mm. here apart from the money? I suppose uh, he's gonna, he's going to he's going to fancy this. Um, you know, and he's shown. Numerous times, no, normally on slower surfaces, that that he can be a match for Djokovic over a certain period of time, a couple of sets, set here, set there. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that he's definitely got a chance of winning the set. That the head-to-head, I've, I've looked into the head-to-head statistics, and Sitsipas's problem, as I've mentioned before many times, he, he doesn't break serve enough. He's only broken broken Djokovic thirteen uh, percent of the time in this head-to-head so far, and he's winning fewer than 30% of the return points. If you think about someone like John Isner, he normally wins about 28, 29% of his return points over the course of a season. So that, that's how many return points Sitsipas is winning against Djokovic. So he's, his return game, as I've I said numerous times, it just isn't good enough. Um, consequently, it leads him, to, leads him to playing a lot of tie breaks. Uh, and it, 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 that's sort of, it, it's that really that's keeping him from being one of the elite, in my opinion not good enough return game but he is good enough in the first match I think to win a set I can't see him winning the match I really can't but I think 2-1 to Djokovic is is a decent one there and it was 2-1 to Djokovic when they last met in Paris just uh, what, two weeks ago now uh, and it was a tight one, seven yes. six in the final set. Um, since the best had his chances in that. Uh, let's uh, let's just give you a recap of the bets uh, for the ATP Tour Finals. Remember, it starts on Sunday. I keep saying that, but it's a nine AM start. Make sure you get your bets on nice and early. Uh, on the matches, oh, I think Root is a bit of value at plus two forty five. I like Taylor Fritz to beat Nadal. Sean is not too convinced about the price, but plus 106, I, I think it's a great time to face Nadal. Uh, on Monday's matches, we're going to go for Djokovic to win 2-1 at around about plus 260 with Bet Rivers on the set betting. Uh, on the winner market, um, I'm like Taylor Fritz at 11. I think the conditions will suit him fast. Uh, quick courts with a big serve and he get, could get off to a winning start against Nadal. I think that obviously that price will come down. And Sean has gone for a double. He's gone for Medvedev to win the red group and Fritz to win the green group, uh, which pays about, was it 12 to 1, did you say? 14 to 1, I got. 14 to 1, what? Even better, 14 to 1. Now, this has been our first season of Game Better Match uh, with Bet Rivers on the network. On this, And I'm absolutely thrilled that we've done this uh for the last few months sean we've we've absolutely been on fire on the outright markets and i've gone through a list here which you've, you've very kindly sent over 
I think we've had nine tournament winners in the six months of doing this, uh, including uh, Serendulo at 60 to 1, uh, Musetti at 80 to 1, uh, amongst other, a uh, huge amount of others. And we also had a, a dream final, the Calvert Seedy final with Nikishima and, and Giron uh, in the final as well. Um, it's been an yeah. unbelievable run we've had and anybody who's followed us and uh, obviously there's been a lot of people following us because our podcast is, is doing so well on the, on the podcast charts and the downloads have been fantastic so thank you all for that but it's been a great year a great run of fixtures uh, probably not so keen this week on, on the picks but uh, thanks very much for joining me over the last few months mate I really appreciate it and uh, let's hope we can get off let's hope we can end with a, a few winners at the end of the season yeah, it's, it's we've had some we've had some great results, haven't we? We've also had some bad luck as well. You know, if that that Fritz thing, that has, no, sorry to talk about it again, but you know, if that had to come in, that would that would have been huge. What did we get him at? One hundred and fifty to one. He would have had a semi final against you know Kyrgios, you know, forty sixty semi final. We, we can't go on about it. It's Things finished. like that. You know, we also had Felix twenty to one lost in the first round. Didn't lose a match for about two years afterwards. Um, <laughs> that's just a, it's just a snapshot isn't it of of sometimes you you get that look sometimes you don't we you know in 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 Borstab, we had Serendolo 60 to 1 playing my other guy Baez in the final at 18 to 1 that that was probably the highlight for me two guys in the final it, you know, it, was, it was tremendous so we, we you know, it, it's it's been good we've had some we've some yeah. great results we've had some bad luck we've had some good luck that's that's how it is over the course of a of a year. It, it kind of evens it out, and I think we're I think we're well up, aren't we? Oh, we're well of, up. Um, we, well, we haven't we didn't keep the records of the outright uh, picks, which we're going to do off definitely in twenty twenty three. I'm going to keep the records of the outright picks. But uh, for me, Massetti winning, I was in you know, I was in Vegas watching. Oh, the yeah, you're in Vegas, <laughs> and you? in Vegas, and then I've gone up and seen an eighty to one cash. Uh, I told guys, you we'd won, didn't I? You didn't know. I uh, know I didn't know. Yeah, I, I knew it was going quite close, <laughs> and I was doing quite well. And I come back to the room to speak to you, and it had won. That was that was my highlight of the year. So superb there. Uh, but like I say, we get many we, eighty to one winners in a year. Do well, you? some no, I don't, no, not in a lifetime. I don't think many people do. But uh, I mean, it was it I've was had pretty, a few, but spread out over a number of years. I've never, I've had, I've had hundred to one and, and and sort of big ones over the years for sure, but not in the same year. Not I'd like. 80 to 1, 60 to 1. But they were back to back. Year. They were back to back as well. We went back to back. Serendulu. Yeah, you got one and I got one. Yeah, so I back, suppose back two, two heads are better than one, aren't they? I suppose. That is that was just an incredible run. And yeah, you know, that's that really was brilliant. So, but uh, like I say, thank you everybody who's downloaded the the work we do, the podcast on your podcast provider, and also subscribing on the YouTube channel, which are please, if you haven't done so, please do so on our YouTube channel and give us a follow on our Twitter handle at because we win. So that's been the 2022 tennis season that's a wrap uh there's a big sport event starting next week uh, in qatar it's the 2022 soccer world cup and i spent all day yesterday with all the team filming some fantastic content we started early in the morning we went all the way through the day no breaks 11 shows that are going to come out live uh, and the next few weeks it's all going to be soccer content on the bet rivers network uh but sean it's been an absolute honor and a privilege to work with you my friends in the last uh, few months uh enjoy you your break uh have a fantastic christmas we're saying have a fantastic christmas probably won't you know i'll probably speak to you before, i'm going but... on holiday in a few weeks so that's well yeah, have a I'm great holiday uh look after the family mm. and uh and keep uh keep nice and refreshed and make sure you're back in firing them winners uh, when we return in 2023. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, take care. And remember, an early start tomorrow. Uh, it's Sunday start, 9 a.m., the ATP Tour final start in Turin. Be lucky.
Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.